choice. <laughs> okay, welcome to... Uh, wait, I've seen it before. Uh, it's a new podcast that me and someone else is doing. I'm not going to name him right now. Why would you? I don't know. He's a vi- he's going to be a very famous director, I think. Yeah. This, yeah. this one's for the history books, ladies and gentlemen, because... We are both going to be famous people in the yes. future. And if, if, if you are listening to this on the year 2050, how does it work living under President Tucker Carlson? It's probably Zuckerberg, if I'm honest with you. I don't think so. He's too weird. People won't. People didn't like Michael Bloomberg. People are not going to like Mark Zuckerberg. Hopefully. Uh, people already don't like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. If, if you're listening to this under the rule of President Zuckerberg, <laughs> we're sorry. We failed you as the previous generation. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, my name is Mohammed. Uh, I'm here with my friend Ali. Hi. And, um, well, this is basically what we're going to do in this podcast. We're going to talk about one story two movies or maybe three sometimes if it comes to that or two different stories and two different movies that kind of look like each other yeah that's kind of <laughs> the um, plan hope oh i guess <laughs> but uh, yeah it's i guess really simple structure like yeah. i said uh, we were talking before the podcast um I said, this is not going to be a podcast. This is going to be a laxcast. We're going to be really, really, really relaxing. We're going to enjoy life. We're going to talk about things we like, things we don't like. Um, Speaking of things we don't like, let's talk about do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, the first one the, is yeah. about Dune. But before we get to the movies... Uh, You've read the book, right? Mm, I have not read a single Dune book. I've read the first one, the famous one, Dune. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the book. I don't like Frank Herbert's writing. Don't attack me, people. It's not a very good book. It is, To be honest, many of the things that for people in the West are exotic, for us, uh, it's like... Everyday every, life. Yeah. Like, yeah, calling your uh, Messiah Lassan al-Qaib is very interesting. And Mahdi. And Mahdi. It's very interesting if you're a Westerner. For us, you know, that's Hafez and Mahdi. You know, that we, we know, we have those guys. Yeah, I guess that's the point. That's exactly the point I have with uh, Dune, at least from the movies I've seen. It's too close to our real life, so... For me to care, <laughs> like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Uh, the worm is the plankton, and uh, although I'll be the, a lot bigger and eats everything, and yeah. I don't know, uh, the spices, oil, and whatnot, Arrakis yeah. is uh, Middle East. I, I'm a, a me and you both. Uh, for those of you that don't know us yet, yet, yes, uh, we're both huge sci-fi nerds and yeah uh, to be honest different franchises but the same idea i'm a more of a star trek fan i'm not a star wars fan don't you're try to wars. you're a star wars fan you're a star wars you're closeted a star wars I, I, fan. 
I enjoy Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan. Because apparently Star Wars fans hate The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi. Well, fuck them. <laughs> I like The Last Jedi too. That's... But I'm a Star Trek Another fan. topic for... Yeah, yeah another day. Um, yeah, the, I guess that's a problem with Dune. That's, uh, it just isn't... I don't know. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. It, the uh, allegory gets a little bit too heavy-handed. In the book... We are just talking about the base story, like we haven't gotten to the movies yet. But the allegory is like too heavy-handed. As you said, yeah, we know what these mean and we live it. And there were some weird misrepresentations that I'm thinking, but the real life was actually so much more fun. Why didn't you use that? (laughs) Like, uh, you could have had so... It feels like Frank Herbert saw the news in the 60s. That you know, oh, what they're doing in Middle East, and sixties was actually the good, good time in the Middle East. Like, I mean, no, it wasn't, right? Uh, so, if I were to, uh, I, I can't say I did some digging, but um, I did try to um, think about what period of time Herbert was trying to write Dune in, and this is like uh, from like the uh, beginning of the Israeli conflicts, you know, the mm. nation's birth. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's why a major interest was... Uh, the Harkon and uh, Atreides, basically a yeah. foreign government giving uh, another government, you say, go and have that place, it's yours. Yeah. Which is what England did. And not, not just with Israel, like with a lot of other places do. And I think it it's after Mossadegh, right? Or before Mossadegh? Like, because I know oil thing was a huge thing when Mossadegh was. For those of you who have no idea what the fuck are we talking about, Mossadegh was like this guy. And he, he wasn't like a guy, he was a guy. Yeah, but he, was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was this guy who uh, successfully lobbied and uh, secured the national right of oil for Iran specifically which basically kick-started all the other nations saying, yeah, actually, you know what? Screw you, West! Yeah, it's us. And um, because of that, he was cooed against by a joint venture of uh, MI6 and CIA. It's the Ajax operation. Actually, look it up. It's actually really fun. It's one of the few times two major superpowers work together to topple a democratically elected (laughs) leader. Successfully at that too. Yeah, successfully at that too. It's actually very fun. And a while ago, like uh, 10, 12 years ago, I think, uh, CIA uh, released the papers on the Ajax operation, Ajax TP. TP is short for to the party, by the way. And uh, which was a major player back in the day. Oh, the, <laughs> the poor guys. And uh, CIA actually released the papers, and it's kind of fun. Definitely check it out. Like, we need a movie about that. Come we on. Definitely yeah. need a yeah. movie, but. Um, Do it while Reza Kianyan is still alive because he kind of looks like Mossadegh. Uh, Give him a nose, and, you know, he looks like. You know what? What I would love to see actually is not an Iranian film. But an American film like 
the death of Stalin, uh, you know, kind of oh, like yeah. people speaking in uh, fluent English. Yeah, that would be fun, actually, <laughs> if yeah. I'm honest. I'm bringing Jeffrey Tambor to play Mossad because... <laughs> Jonathan Price. Yeah, Jonathan Price. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan sure. Pr- yeah first person I actually yeah. came into my mind. Yeah, so anyways, um, so yeah, when Herbert was writing this, uh, Middle East, <laughs> imagine Middle East having a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who who can who heard of that? What's the latest crisis? The literally bomb blew off yesterday in Middle East, in Kabul. Uh, this is, by the way, November third, twenty twenty-one, fourth, twenty twenty-one that we're recording. So yeah. yeah. So a lot of our jokes are going to be dated. But, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, when Herbert wrote that. I, I understand the intent and I think what he did for world building was actually okay. The problem is the allegory is too heavy handed. I can really see the connections. I don't want to see the connection. I want to think about them and have to, I'm looking at it right now uh, because it's in my eye of sight, a book by Arthur C. Clarke, City mm, and Star. Yep. I want something like Clark did with American politics, especially in 2001, A Space Odyssey and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, don't, I want to think about the connection. I don't want to see them. I think on the other hand, like um, a friend of mine who absolutely hates the sci-fi genre, uh, really actually liked uh, we're gonna get to it uh, he, but he really liked the Dune 2021 movie and uh, he said that the fact that I, I explained this story to him a little about the parallels and he said that the fact that I can see those parallels uh, really made me enjoy it even more uh, I guess there's a pl- what I'm trying to say is that there's a place for Dune but not particularly oh. in our hearts yeah, I mean, definitely there's a place for doing the fact that so many people over time wanted to make a movie out of it from the infamous Khodorovsky's Dune. Which we're going to talk about. Yeah, which we're going to talk about to Lynch, which we're going to talk about to the miniseries, and then uh, Will Knows, Will, Will Neveu. The it's Will Neuve. Dennis's I mean, film. The yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a, it's a very important book. Like it's it's one of those, uh, what do you say? Yeah, important blockbusters of sci-fi. Like it's this. A bunch of uh, it's probably I Robot by uh, Asimov Isaac Asimov yeah. Asimov, and uh, uh, two thousand one A Space Odyssey, the book. Which now I'm, uh, I'm obviously this guy. Yeah, yeah. Minority the, Report by Philip K. Dick. If you yeah. don't know, uh, I mean, you can't I, see what I'm pointing at, but yeah. it's the book by Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick, the best idea man and the worst writer that the sci-fi genre had. Yeah. I hate his writing. <laughs> we'll get to it. We need to talk about Blade Runner probably at some point. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna reference it when we're talking about. Yeah, uh, especially because uh, Dennis. <laughs> Uh, has done it and there are a lot of parallels with the Blade Runner movie that he yep. made yep definitely but yeah let's let's get into the first adaptation or the adaptation that wasn't which is the Khodorovsky's Dune for those of you who don't know Khodorovsky good don't but first we can take a little break 
old look of his world. The cast opened the mouth, uh, the spaceship came in the tongue. His vision was so huge, so beyond what anybody else was doing at that time, things that George Lucas wasn't even going to try with Star Wars. It's enormous. And now we're back and Ali, you were saying? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Khodorovsky's dude. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Khodorovsky is, good, don't. <laughs> He's a really strange. I've seen only one of his movies. It's um, Holy Mountain, and uh, I haven't done drugs. At least not. Um, what do you say? Uh, Voluntarily, intentionally, I guess. <laughs> But watching Holy Mountain was, without a shadow of a doubt, the closest thing I've ever had to a yeah. drug trip. Yeah, I, I, I can understand. I've seen more of his. I've seen El Topo, oh. which somebody very wrongly told me is a western. It's which, not. I no, no, yeah. If if El Topo is western, then uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a apocalypse now is sci-fi <laughs> because it technically has science in it and it's fictional. I mean, yeah, it's it's in the west. Okay, he's a is he Chilean? Uh, I think oh, he's think so. Mexican or Chilean. Oh, let me see. He's South American, mid, uh, no, uh, Central to South American, <laughs> and French. Like he, I know he's he has French, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so he wanted to make a movie back in the seventies, uh, before Star Wars, before your beloved franchise. And <laughs> I will not repeat this. But once and for all, I am not a Star Wars nerd. I just like the movies. Oh By the way, uh, he is Chilean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought so. He's Chilean and Chilean French, right? Well, probably. My internet is. Um, well, well yeah, Chilean French. Oh yeah. Anyway. Wow, my memory is actually better than I imagined. So, anyways, uh, he was. Uh, going to make an adaptation of Doom, and there is a documentary about this, and I highly recommend you check it out if you like documentary about movies. Like I know behind the scene documentaries, making of documentaries are not really good um, if you are not interested in the movie itself. But this is a good one. Like they really tried their best about a movie that never got made, and he wanted to have a lot of weird people in it. He wanted to have Mick Jagger in it. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, for the character that in the Lynch's movie uh, Sting got Twist. to play, so they, they traded rock and roll stars. <laughs> and uh, Rolling Stones, go out! Police, come in! You ha you haven't seen Only Murders in the Building to the end. I have. You see? Yeah. Just you know, Sting got drunk once after the police, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> for those of you who are in. A very small group of people who have seen only murders in the building. <laughs> This is a reference to that show. Yeah. So the thing is, um, he wanted to have Mick Jagger in it. He wanted to have Salvador Dali in it. Orson Welles was supposed to be in it as Baron Harkonnen. Yep. And we get to the story soon. The story of the uh, movies, because the movies we are going to discuss, they don't actually have the same story. They're based on the same book, but they're different. Yep. A little bit. Yep. So we get to that. But um, it was supposed to be like this 
conglomeration of weird people and it never got made because of money issues the uh, studio didn't want to spend that money on them hr geiger was supposed to be yeah. one of the people involved yeah that's you know uh dan o'bannon the guy who wrote uh, alien yeah was supposed to be and actually a lot of the stuff in uh, this is actually pre-alien fame like they yeah. didn't uh, go they, they, they uh, used with a lot of stuff from dune to make alien actually yeah, yeah. Like a lot of designs and stuff yeah. like that uh, went into alien and uh, went into lynch's movie but we'll get to that <laughs> but yeah it's a lot of weird people in it i think uh again based on the one movie i've seen um he had uh, we're gonna talk about uh, this is something that i uh, can tell about lynch's uh, film too yeah uh, he could have made a movie I think it still wouldn't have been a good one. I I still think it wouldn't been the uh, the uh, definitive edition of what Dune fans would have wanted, or you know something that yeah. people would have enjoyed. Especially considering um, uh, here's the thing: both Hodorowsky and uh, Lynch, Lynch are very very surrealist. very surrealist directors and that semi works with film Dune isn't a surrealist work I I have to say Uh, there are surreal elements there are but they're more like mystical and spiritual than literally surreal I think that's the problem I I know Lynch is spiritual and Khodorovsky is definitely like spiritual yeah but uh, I don't think Dune is a very surrealistic movie. Basically, a movie that we were going to talk about, but we can't right now. That one is more surreal, actually. Uh, Good night. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about It's going to be delayed, people. I mean, not not for you. <laughs> by the time you listen to it, it's going to be probably the next episode. But for us, it's going to be delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I don't think Dune is a surrealistic movie uh, story. It's spiritual, definitely. But it's the same way that, again, to bring me back to Middle East, it's the same sort of spiritualism that I see in a lot of Persian poems. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, how do I say it? It is heavily influenced by it, Yeah, at the least. Um, not only Persian poetry, but like, even Arabic poetry, if you've read any... I've, I've read a few. I've read a few by the Yazid, the <laughs> famous one. <laughs> for people, uh, I mean, I highly doubt anyone speaks Arabic, uh, for those of you listening. But if you do have a little bit of knowledge about that language, I suggest um, reading some of their poems. Uh, they're really good, especially the romantic ones. Yeah, it's it's uh, there is a, a stereotype in Iran which I highly uh, disagree Dispense. with that the, like the Arabic countries where these uh, culturalists culturalists yeah wasteland and then they decided to attack Iran and suddenly got culture yeah um, no 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 the the fact that our culture got influenced by them means they had something to stop yeah definitely but. Uh, 
the reason I uh, talk about Persian is the phrase Lesan al Qayb, which for those of you who don't know is the nickname for a Persian poet, uh, poem, uh, poet yeah. called Hafiz, which is the famous one, I think. He and Mulana are the famous ones. The most famous ones, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I know Ferdos is supposed to be famous, but it's like for historians only. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Hafiz. Uh, you pointed out the Sherlock Holmes novels. Oh. He references the man several times during his stories. Yeah. And it was quite shocking the first time I read it. But we're getting off topic completely. Yeah, to, to be honest, this is, and again, before we get back to yeah, Fodor's like history, a, this is something I don't know if you are like this or not, but I think a lot of Iranians are. Whenever we see Iranian stuff mentioned outside of Iran, it's always weird. Like, uh, Jobani, there's an Iranian comedian, went to talk with Stephen Colbert and he made Stephen Colbert say Salam man Stephen Haslam and when Colbert said it I felt like it's out of body experience like oh my god it's so weird yeah it's like if we, there's a world outside of Iran and there are Iranians in that world like how and there are people that acknowledge the, that fact Jesus yeah. <laughs> it's such a poor nation yeah. Um, so uh, back, back to, to yeah. Khodorovsky's dude. Anyways, the movie didn't got made. So yeah. uh, before oh. we move, kind of move on from it. So you're like me. You think that movie that movie would not have been good? I completely agree. I don't think it would have been. Go- I think it would have been interesting. I don't think it would have been good, mainly because the story that Khodorovsky was talking about. Didn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> I haven't. By the way, I haven't watched the documentary. I oh. just read a lot of articles and stuff about it. Uh, I, I I did the opposite. I just watched the documentary. I haven't read anything about. It. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing is, I don't think Khodorovsky wanted to make Dune. The fact is, he didn't even know what Dune was when he pitched the idea. He read it afterwards, but. I don't think it would have been good. It would have been interesting. It would have been epic. Like, um, to to some kind of sense, I think we got Khodorovsky's Dune in David Lynch's Dune. Yes, exactly. And, again, David Lynch's Dune, we get to it, it's not very good. But it's memorable. I remember a lot of it. And I, I haven't rewatched it for this podcast. I should have, but yeah. I got busy. Um... But I remember it more than Dennis's Dune, which I watched like a couple of nights ago. <laughs> so it's a it's a powerful image, just not very good one. <laughs> if we're talking about Lynch, um, first of all, uh, what is your stand on David Lynch? Uh, some of his movies I like, the others I don't. <laughs> I, I like the man himself. I think he's a very interesting man. Yeah. I want to, to listen to him. Uh, in contrast to Jean-Luc Godard, which I think he is uh, like a shitty man. I don't want to listen to him. But some of his movies I really love. Like, I love Last Highway. I love Mulholland Drive. I love Elephant Man. I really love Elephant Man. Blue Velvet? Uh, what? Blue Velvet? Blue Velvet, yeah. Blue Velvet is actually really good. A lot of his, I even like Inland Empire. I don't think any of his movies I really hate, except Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
basically, yeah, I'm a huge Lynch nerd. I like uh, the thing about Lynch. I think that's that's really really important. Yeah, you were just just I just realized we have a Lynch nerd and a Twerky. We're basically red letter media anyway. Oh God. <laughs> I'm Mike I'm, and you're Jay. I'm not as much of a nerd as Jay is. Or his friend. Who's the bald guy? Uh, Jack. Yeah. Jack Packard. Not as big of a nerd as they are. But the thing about uh, Lynch is uh, something that uh, it really, really shows in Dune 2 is his whole style over substance uh, issue. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Not issue, I guess. Style, you can say. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Dune is that uh, Dune is a clash of director and studio. So I think if Lynch would have gotten his way one hundred percent, it probably would have been thought better, uh, crazier at least. Uh, here's the thing. I think uh, there's an expression, obviously, that says. Being at the right, wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, David yeah. Lynch was at the wrong place at the, the wrong, wrong time, time for the right job. Um, yeah. <laughs> the truth is, Dune has not aged well. In contrast oh. to many, many of his movies, like, uh, I think... Eraserhead. Like it's the, his incredibly virtual movie. Yeah. It's actually a really good movie, by the way. Yeah, uh, and, and there's uh, that famous clip, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, someone asks um, something from Lynch, and he's like, uh, Well, Eraserhead. Uh, I can't do it, good David Lynch imitation, but bear with me. Well, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. And the interviewer uh, asks, Please uh, elaborate further on that. And he's like, No, I won't. <laughs> I've seen that. I love that thing about Lynch. <laughs> the fact is, I also think that yeah, you made a movie. That that that's enough. I don't need to. I don't need you explaining it. Goddard. Uh, <laughs> if you're hearing this, Mister Goddard. <laughs> if you're hearing this, Mister Goddard, please don't make movies. <laughs> I beg you. <laughs> After that failure of the movie, his previous one was Image book. Yeah, I that, that, highly doubt he's going to make another one. I hope so. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, Godot bashing aside, <laughs> uh, I think we go. We should go for a break and come back and talk about David Lynch's Dune. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Caracas, Dune, Desert Planet, Moving. Moving. And we're back. Let's talk about David Lynch's 1984 masterpiece, Dune. <laughs> Is it a masterpiece? I mean, 1984, we had a really good movie called 1984. <laughs> I love that joke. I and love Brazil. I think Brazil's Brazil is 85. 85. Like the year after that. But I love the fact that the adaptation of 1984 came out in 1984. He, happy coincidences, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, happy coincidences. For once, Hollywood did something right. Yeah. Uh, so, about Dune. First, the story. There's this planet called Arrakis. 
Arrakis. Which I think... Desert Planet. Oh, <laughs> Zendaya's narration in the beginning of Villain. Then he says... Then... He isn't even trying anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to say that name. You Quebec people are a bane on existence of Canadians. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, to quote uh, Adam from uh, Your Movie Sucks, you, you, don't, you don't even want to be part of Canada. Just leave. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, uh, there's this planet called Arrakis, which has a very Middle Eastern sounding name. Like it sounds like Iraq. Iraq, yeah. And, uh, you know, Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Syria, like it has a Middle Eastern name, uh, and it, as you could have guessed, is a desert planet. Think Tatooine, but Middle East. As Kyle MacLachlan constantly says during the movie, Dune, Arrakis, <laughs> desert planet. That's probably my favorite line that I think about. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the planet is uh, Arrakis. It's a desert planet. There is this thing there called spice. Yeah. Which, as we mentioned, is like oil. Like, they literally use it to power their ships. And the, for many years, it was for a family called Harkonnen. Which you can think... I, they, are they like Russian? If I were to say, yeah, they're mostly like the Soviet Union. Yeah, because the main guy's name, uh, Baron Harkonnen, is like Vladimir. Vladimir, yeah. So... They're like the Russians, and for a long time they had the hold over Arrakis until Emperor says, go away. Emperor is England, by the way. Yeah, Emperor is England. <laughs> and uh, gives, uh, gives the dune uh, to another group family called... America. America, Artidus. <laughs> yeah. Artidus. Atreides. Atreides, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul. <laughs> Paul and Lito. And uh, the bar uh, Duke Leto and his son Paul, they go there. There are native people on Arrakis. They're called Fremen. They have their own technology. They work with the sound dunes. Shalai Hulud. Was that? Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't even know what that, that I, means I don't, in their I don't language. Know. I know what Lesana Baby is. Yeah, that's I don't know what Shalai Hulud is. Shalai Hulud. Uh, anyways, they're basically like native uh, Arabic people that already lived in those deserts. Uh, I'm not even, I'm not projecting or anything. They literally have like Middle Eastern uh, names like Yamis and uh, Chani. Yeah. <laughs> and they have uh, Middle Eastern where uh, they have their own technology too. But anyways, they live in Dune. And so the Atreides family comes to sort of become the ruler of Dune and extract the spice. But the Emperor sort of sides with the Harkonnen that the Harkonnen people attack and kill Atreides family, except Paul and his mom. Uh, I don't remember in Lynch's movie if the mother also survives. She I, does. Oh, yeah, she does. She but... births the uh, oh, stupid sister. Yeah, yeah. And then she... Paul... Uh, Baldwin says her? What's the uh, shaves her, her. Shaves her head, yeah. yeah. Anyways. And she's hot. I mean, yeah. To be honest, in Dennis's movie, the mom is We're also gonna hot. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> the mom is also hot. But uh, Paul, Kyle McLaughlin, 
is uh, sort of like the Messiah that the Dune people were looking for, the Son of Gabe, which uh, means the what do they call it? The voice of the other world, the speaker. Is it the voice within? Okay, let me check. Because I I think it's a good translation. I don't think it's right, but it's a good translation. Yes, uh, anyways, so while Muhammad sees that, I'll continue the story. So they go to the uh, native Dune people and the Fremen, and Paul sort of becomes like, well, their leader, and they attack the Harkonnens, and they attack the Emperor, and exact revenge. That's the gist of it, basically. Uh, did I miss... There, there are a lot of stuff there, like the... Metal fang, <laughs> the but, AIDS thing. You yeah, know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there were a lot of like intricacies that we get into, but the whole idea is, family gets betrayed. The son of the family goes to the native people, becomes their leader. They write sandworms and attack the Harkonnens. You know what's the funny thing? Isn't it technically whitewashing? Uh, the fact that you know, dude from another planet comes and it's not savior. whitewashing. It's white savior. White savior, yes, sorry. And yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's very much it. How can they still make that movie in twenty twenty one? I don't know. It, the funny thing is, if you listen, like uh, uh, Denny says, like, no, 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 we are we are we are not celebrating it. We're criticizing it. I don't like. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're literally just going to the book. Um, but there is also whitewashing. The fact is that in the Dune movie, the desert planet Does has not... all white people. The, the yeah. planet that is literally based on Middle East has a lot of white people, like Sean Young, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, back then, you can kind of excuse it because the, the norm was, uh, I don't know, the bar was set too low. We were talking about yeah. the Doctor No is played by an American guy. Dude's fucking Chinese. Yeah. The they just make him look... Oh, my God. That's... that's. I mean, that's 60s. This is 80s. But, yeah, I understand. The thing is that, again, we get to Dennis's movie. But in that... Not even Arabic. The Spanish people are playing... At least they tried. Yeah, they tried to go for... I'm going to defend Dune 2021 a bit. But yeah. we're going to get to that. Um, yeah, so... That's the David Lynch's version. The David Lynch's version actually goes through the whole book. Yeah. Which Dennis's version does not. But, uh, which is, uh, I think, the biggest problem with the movie besides yeah. the yeah. visual effects. Because, like, it, uh, it feels like, at least, I haven't read the book again. Uh, it feels like it jumps over, like, at least a third of the story when Paul meets the um, Fremen. the Fremen and yeah. uh, the girl is like oh my god Paul tell me about your plan and like okay no need let me just bang you dude <laughs> so good yeah I, I accept and the thing is the movie is too busy for its own good the David Lynch's film like they try to shove too many things in one story and I think the good aspect of that is both of these movies are epic. Like, they're epic sci-fis. They're oh, not yeah. uh, dram dramas. Like, they're not 2001 A Space Odyssey. They're epic sci-fis. 
so a lot of characters a lot of events happening and lynch's movie is more like an epic history film like it's like spartacus yeah yeah to uh, mention his uh, mentor not mentor like daddy i don't know kubrick what what is kubrick to lynch i know kubrick liked lynch but i don't know if lynch liked kubrick <laughs> um influencer not the modern term obviously <laughs> yeah the influencer of like um david lynch's dune is more like spartacus it's more like lawrence of arabia yep definitely lawrence yeah. uh so it's literally actually lawrence of arabia yeah. <laughs> white dude comes into desert yeah. planet and saves the people saves the people uh except it's not pitiful to mind-bending techniques yeah and kind of charming personality. Yeah, Kyle Kyle is actually really good. I don't I think the movie is uh, has a lot of issues. I think the actors actually did a very good job. Exactly, I agree with you. The Jorgen guy. We just watched his last name. I can't remember. Longer Jorgen uh, Prochnov. Yeah. Uh, who plays Lito. He's like very calm and I actually like him way better than I like Oscar Isaac by the way. I can't agree with that, but I respect your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a better Lito. Uh, I, okay, we get to that. He's more commanding, if you want to say in a sense, because uh, let's, yeah, yeah, let's come back to it later. Uh, but uh, you had Patrick Stewart playing Gurney something. If you want to see Patrick Stewart with long hair, this is a movie for you. For like five seconds, obviously. But yeah. It's just very little in it. I think, yeah, because there is a lot happening. I think the Atreides family gets betrayed in, like, the first half of the movie. Surprisingly, like, uh, the betrayal takes place, like, uh, on hour 20. 120. Which is, like, over half the movie. And this is the thing. Like, the movie clearly is skipping over a lot of things to get to the end. Yeah. Obviously, they, they just want to see Paul White the Sandro. <laughs> That's where the studio interference came, which um, yeah, really hurt this movie. Obviously, yeah, you know, uh, you've I, heard about what uh, Hodorowsky himself thinks of this movie, right? Yeah, this movie is shit. He enjoyed how bad this movie was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he couldn't realize his own dream. And he was like, well, if I can't do it myself, I'm not going to let anyone else do it. And he kind of succeeded in that. He didn't succeed. He didn't do anything. He just realized that, yeah, the studio just didn't fuck me over. They fucked David Uh, Lynch over too. That's a better better interpretation. If you watch the documentary, he actually talks about this. He says, they were taking me to see that movie. I was feeling like really bad. (laughs) Because he he actually likes David Lynch. He says he knows what he's doing. And then as I was watching the movie, I slowly (laughs) got happier because I realized this movie is really bad. This movie is shit. Uh, Be petty, people. That's the lesson we learn from (laughs) Um, <laughs> oddly enough, Lynch also thinks that he he, he doesn't like Dune. Uh, yeah, from what I've gathered, uh, he absolutely denies the whole thing, and never has he ever I've seen talked about. Like uh, Fincher about... has talked about Alien Three. Yeah, but uh, I think Alien Three wasn't like that big of a mess as Dune. Dune was really like they didn't uh, let Lynch into the editing room. Like they edited his movie without him. Yeah, I know. Which is, for those of you who don't know, a big no-no. 
that's the kind of shit that made Kubrick Don't do it, producers. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that made Kubrick go from US to England for a long time. Because he said, Fuck you, you edited Spartacus without me. He did the right thing though, to be fair. Yeah, he made uh He made uh, better films. He made Doctor Strange love there and so yeah. Um you know uh, the last thing I, I think Yeah, I mean uh, the last thing I want to touch on something uh, is we, that we, no, it's not the last thing. We need to talk about Metal Fong. I haven't still. Why do you want to talk about? It? I want to f- talk about the fact that Sting has a Metal Fong in this movie, and uh, actually, it gives way to my argument that you are probably not going to forget this movie. <laughs> okay, the Metal Fong is truly unforgettable, but there are a lot of unforgettable things about lynch's dune um yeah the the uh, the, the cheesiness i think is actually the yeah, first uh, the, the eyes film. are definitely uh vfx like the glow yep the, the eyes that glow blue not good uh that's the whole thing with them the vfx are so terrible the shield oh god it sh- looks it's like not a shield it's a fucking cube dude it, it i mean I mean, you look at it that way. I look at it as David Lynch predicted Minecraft. <laughs> oh, then screw you, David Lynch. <laughs> uh, like the, yeah, the VFX hasn't aged well. Which the is, set design is actually really good. Though. The set design is actually contract. influenced the Dennis's movie. Yep, it has. Yeah, there are a lot of elements. The set design is good. The odd thing is, and I know Lynch is a fan of uh, practical effects, like he, he's not the one to use uh, uh, VFX, yeah, yeah. VFX computer, uh, CGI. But Dune has a surprising amount of CGI, which makes me think it wasn't his choice. Again, uh, wrong place at the wrong time. I don't think the technology at that time, 1984, would have led for something like Dune to be made in the first place. Like we're gonna come back to it in the twenty twenty one version. Um, the thirty seven years that has passed since then, things have changed a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. To to quote Bob Dylan, things have changed. <laughs> it's a song. But um, oh, I I already used that joke in a video. I just remembered what. Well, you're laughing. Yeah, I'm I, gonna publish this one sooner. <laughs> you can't do it. No, no, it's actually the video is for uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, okay. uh, the show that nobody remembers, and rightfully so. Even I don't remember. And I made a video about it. I made that joke there that Bob Dylan says. Bob Dylan has a song called "Things uh, Have Changed." Things and have indeed changed, yeah, Mr. Dylan. I I kind of disagree with you on that that he, they couldn't have made it back then. The way they went ahead to make it was a bad way, but they could have. Like, imagine it was eighties in nineteen eighty four. A year later, you had Brazil, which again has a lot of good practical effects. And this, at the same time, you had The Thing, by John Carpenter. I think those. Um I don't think the scale is the same, to be honest with you. Like, Brazil is a much more intimate story. Uh, yeah. I think is in a much more uh, closed remote. space here, remote yeah. setting. I think I think the scope, it required more money. Like, it needed more money. Maybe. And, yeah, they didn't give Lynch the money. They gave Will Novo 100 
something million dollars. Uh, 160 if I'm right. Yeah, which is a lot of money. For those of you who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who haven't seen money. It's a lot of money, 160 million dollars. <laughs> but, like, Lynch's movie feels cheap. Like, it, uh, compared to the other ones. Compared uh, to the other uh, movies yeah, from yeah. the time. It feels like they were really trying to not go too hard on the bank there i mean they did spend a lot though like i think the budget was like let me check it was like 50 million which for the time is quite a lot it's 42 million yeah I for the time is compared to like blade runner i know blade runner for a fact it was 20 and uh it looks much better <laughs> i mean yeah i i, I agree yeah so it's definitely i don't know it's a problem i don't know where the money uh, went it's not on the screen yeah definitely not uh, the movie has great set design but you you know do you know the thing that you can see in a lot of movies where you can see the edge of the set or that you can see the folds in the clothes it's it's sort of like that yeah yeah but you know there's a metal funk there so watch it for the metal i oddly recommend people watching it if you like Denny's Dune, give this one a chance to, because at the very least you get to see the, the same... insanity. Stuff. Yeah, the insanity. Because, as I said, it's a movie you will not forget. There are a lot of... Uh, even that scene that I keep talking about, uh, Paul riding a sandworm, it's a horrible back projection. Or uh, Is it blue screen or back projection? I think it's back I projection. I think it's blue screen, if you were to ask me at least. Like, a lot of it looks like blue screen, especially the places where Paul's talking to the uh, uh, to the people. What, the what is the name? Fremen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that giant hall thing. It's yeah. clear, like, there's a border around uh, Conor McLachlan, and you're like, yeah, yeah I will. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, the, the blue screen is really bad, and it really doesn't have an excuse there, because Star Wars came out like... <laughs> Seven years before. Yeah. And it had a lot of... Uh, freaking Empire Strikes Back was... Yeah, like two years house. before. Yeah. And yeah, so it, they really didn't have an excuse for that. But uh, the scene where Kyle McLachlan, Paul, is riding a sandworm is a memorable scene. In uh, a weird way, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's... Uh, I, I remember it more than I remember Denny's doing. I can't really? agree with that again. Yeah. Um, so, is, uh, what what was it that the last thing you wanted to mention that I sort of jumped in the middle of it? No, it's okay. The thing is, if that movie was made today by a director that was his like, third feature, yeah, that director would have failed miserably and he probably would not have had another chance. <laughs> when you look at David Lynch, I think he, he's also a very lucky guy. He went on to make some of his best works after doing, like, again, Blue Velvet, he made yeah. Lost Highway. Um, yeah. What was that? Uh, Wild at Heart, which I think is a really yeah. underappreciated movie. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah. I think uh, the times were different. Yeah, I guess Like, the times people were saw Elephant Man. And realize this guy has potential. They saw Dune and say, "Well, 
Maybe. He doesn't have potential making sci-fi movies, but he has potential. Let's give him an, another chance. Or to be more frank, he doesn't have potential making blockbuster, yeah. uh, mega-budgeted, explosive Which is weird to think movies. that uh, George Lucas yeah. wanted him to make... Uh, Return of the Jedi, and he went and made Dune instead. Imagine Jabba, David Lynch version. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no, imagine Jabba, David Cronenberg version, which was Lucas's other choice for making that movie. George Lucas is a weird person. Yeah, that's, but, the, that's the thing we learned from this conversation. But, yeah, I mean, he wanted Lynch and Cronenberg. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? And at that time, Cronenberg wasn't even like... The Fly Cronenberg. Yeah, this is like a uh, video drone Cronenberg. Yeah, this is uh, this is Craft of the Future <laughs> Cronenberg. Like, what the hell, man? Uh, naked Lunch Cronenberg. This, this isn't the most violent here, Cronenberg, which I think at least that makes a little bit sense. Like, you know, a greedy drama or something, you can make an... Uh, not not the uh, most violent here. Uh, no, uh, the other one. History, History of, of Violence. The most violent here yeah. is like J.C. Chando. Which is a terrible movie. I love that movie. Fuck off. Wait, am I mixed? I think I'm mixing It's Oscar Isaac. No, I, I like that movie. No, I, I... History of Violence is Viggo Mortensen and Ed Harris. I think I'm mixing it with Lawless, which came like a year or two oh, before. Oh, yeah, and, and Lawless. And Shia LaBeouf. I think that movie's actually more disappointing. Than, uh, that movie, it, it, it. the director of that movie is the really Australian guy. guy. No, uh, Justin Curzel. No? No. Wait. No, the, uh, the guy who made the proposition, which is a Great Western. Uh, uh, Will. Uh, it's John Hillcoat. John Hillcoat. Uh, he's a he's a really good director in my opinion. Like uh, even Lawless, as bad as it was, I think it was bad, and I blame it all on Shia LaBeouf. His last film was also Triple Nine, which oh he did the short for Red Dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the road. The obviously. proposition. The road. Yeah, which yeah. I really like too. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's an Australian guy. Yeah, and I blame a lot of the badness of Lawless on Shia Buff and David Darren, which played his brother. Yeah, because they don't belong in this world. Gary Oldman and Guy, uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. I want to say Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Guy Pierce. They, they. Be- this is why. Why are we reviewing Lawless? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's actually a beautiful movie that is really badly acted, and it's it's a problem because Proposition. I highly recommend you watch Proposition if you haven't. It's a Australian western, which I happens in know, it's like it happens in Australia, like not in uh, not in the Wild West. That's actually cool. Yeah, uh, I definitely give it a shot. It actually also stars Guy Pearce. <laughs> I'm not the fan of the guy, but I guess I can deal with it. Oh, I, aren't you a fan of Iron Man 3? I'm not a fan of Prometheus, if I'm honest oh. with you. That's the thing that broke Guy Pierce for me. We're, again, staving yeah, way, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, Let's take a break and return with Danny. But, but before that, you recommend Dune David Lynch. I oh. recommend Dune David Lynch too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, do, rec- I do recommend... With asterisks, like watch it, 
But don't, don't expect much. Don't, don't expect much. Don't uh, don't watch Daddy's Dune and then go and watch Lynch's and trying to. Oh yeah, this is this. It's not the same. If you want to have a better understanding, like, uh, I'm trying to watch Blue Velvet and then go and watch Dune. Yeah, I think if you're starting with David Lynch movies, Dune should be last or second to last. Yeah, Inland Empire should be last because you will not understand that movie. <laughs> Even though it has the best actor in the history of cinema, Jeremy Irons is. Oh, I was he, gonna say Mark Wahlberg, but you know. Mark Wahlberg is he in London Empire? No, but he's the greatest actor that's ever lived. So, fuck off. <laughs> Let's take a break. Oh, these aren't indigenous. They can't survive without me. Each one of these drinks every day the equivalent of five men. 20 palm trees, 100 lives. Should we remove them, save the water? No, 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 no. These are sacred. Old dream. And we're back. We are back, baby. <laughs> With Denny's Dune. Denny Villeneuve. Um, first of all, love him or eh? I have no opinion on the man himself. So his movies are very hit and miss for me. Oh, okay. I love Arrival. What Arrival was he right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love Sicario. I love Blade Runner. I hate Enemy. <laughs> the hate for Enemy can be justified, I guess. I think Enemy for me the hate is because you're doing David Cronenberg. Don't do David Cronenberg. Let David Cronenberg do David Cronenberg. No, he's doing something very dead. Like you're comparing it to Dead Ringers, I think. No, I'm comparing it to Spider. Okay. (laughs) The the later era. Yeah, there are some elements of Cronenberg in Enemy, but um, okay, I'm a big Villeneuve fan. Yeah, boy, I I maybe he's in my top 10 directors of all time maybe i don't know i haven't I, I watched understand. his first two films i think he's very very smart man i think he he's a good director i give you that he's a really good director the problem is all of his movies that i like i don't like them like five out of five like there are always four four and a half because there's always something in there that really bugs me in arrival it's uh, jeremy Renner. The character of Jeremy Renner. Uh, in Blade Runner, it's it's Jared. Harrison Ford. It's Jared Leto. Jared, <laughs> Jared Leto ruins that movie for me. I mean, he isn't that much like he. He, he the fact is that the he's our main villain, uh, sort of. Technically. Yeah, technically, he's the mastermind, but he's such a cartoonishly. Uh, I like Jared Leto. Over the top. Movie. Uh, I, I'm gonna confess something here. Maybe some. I've actually seen people agree with me on this more than other my other unpo- unpopular opinions. I like Twenty Forty Nine more than the original Blade Runner. <laughs> I disagree, but that's just because the original Blade Runner is like for me, uh, such a master master class of world building. Uh, yeah, I. And I actually, the, the thing is, I like the villain in the original one because he's a businessman. Like, 
he says all of this. There are actually two villains, but obviously yeah, you know yeah, the other the, guy, the the business guy, yeah, not yeah. the not Roy. Roy is a villain. He's basically an anti. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He's a bad guy. He's, he's to quote a, Billy Eilish. He's not the, a bad guy. <laughs> well, Billy Eilish says I'm the bad guy, so that's not a good quote to use. I'm just using the name. It's the bad guy part of it. He's not a quote unquote bad guy. <laughs> so, I don't think Roy is a bad guy, but the villain, the his creator, yeah. for all of his talks of you're my son, you're my father. He is, at the end of the day, a businessman. That's the thing I have a problem with Jared Leto. He is not the businessman. You know, I'm thinking we should do a Blade Runner episode too, but that's yeah, for yeah, later. Yeah, that's for later. Uh, and But, yeah. the I think with Villeneuve, uh, especially his later movies, he kind of loses the intimacy he had with some, some of his earlier works, like um, Prisoners. Yeah. And... Incendies, if uh, or as the French should say, incendie. Insidious? No. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I don't think you've watched it. It's about this. Um, Who's uh, in it? Not famous people. Uh, I probably haven't. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm it's, a very I think it's his person. second best movie, if I'm honest with you. I, sh- I will check it out. I like Prisoners. I really liked Prisoners. I like Sicario, as I said. Sicario is a really good movie. You like generally most of his movies. <laughs> yeah, I like most of his movies. The fact is that I don't have an opinion on the guy. Like, uh, I if 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 they say to Marvel, oh, he's gonna make a movie. For me to get hyped up for that movie, it's either needs to be about Don Quixote or stars Jeremy Irons, <laughs> like. Well, a Tim Burton movie. No, no, if the Villeneuve oh, is okay, making okay, the yeah, movie, yeah. like, for me to get hyped up for a Villeneuve movie, it needs to be either Don Quixote or Jeremy Irons is going to be in it. I'll call him, I said, tell him. Yeah, tell him to put Jeremy Irons in stuff. <laughs> he's, he's doing House of Gucci. Save the guy. <laughs> when we're recording this, by the way, House of Gucci hasn't come out yet. But we are predicting it with... Absolute assurance that it's gonna be a bad movie. Yeah, it's just gonna be funny because the Italian accent on Lady Gaga is like. And she spent nine months on it, by the way. Yeah, so nine months. Don't forget if you want. I I could have done that accent right now. I am a good. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me. Maurizio Gucci. With all of a good. And I hate to say this. Don't make me... Oh, my God. Javid Leto has a better Italian accent in that trailer than Lady Gaga. You hate Jared Leto too many times. I, I understand why, but you <laughs> really hate to do I do. Uh, because I think Javid Leto shows everything wrong with acting. Like, believing it to be something so... <laughs> like, no. Don't be an asshole. Don't be... What go how <laughs> to quote Blade Runner because What go how apparently was a nightmare on the Blade Runner set. Uh, yeah, I've heard stories about the yeah. whole thing. Anyways, Dune. Twenty twenty one Dune. Twenty twenty one Dune. Um, let's give our quick opinion, I guess, first, and we'll get in the nitty gritty. Well, I I write every movie I watch. I. That's the reason my letterbox is like not all of the movies I watched are on it because I I write every review 
for any movie I watch, a review. Like I have, I think, 119 movies on there yeah. and 119 reviews. So I'm going to just quote that because I thought of it beforehand. Um, great movie, great uh, great visuals. Not great movie, great visuals. <laughs> Beautiful movie. I don't think I'm going to go back to it. That's uh, fair, I guess. Um, for me, the thing with Dune, again, after coming off so long I, I mean I'm not 37 years old obviously I haven't watched the original Dune 1984 <laughs> but after coming so far you can see how much time uh, has helped the production of the whole thing yeah. um, the, but the movie itself I think it's a good movie I don't think it's his best obviously I don't think He's actually even in his top five. This is his 10th movie, by the way. Shocking. Um, I don't think so, so it is in his top 10, probably. It is definitely in his top 10. Um, I don't know, maybe seven. And I haven't watched his first two movies, so uh, I can't actually, uh, you know, rank it. Yeah. With a clear intent. I mean, for me, the best one so far, it's uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Um, and after that, it's Arrival. I love Arrival. I think you should watch uh, Polytechnic and, and, and Cindy's. Both of those are... Again, uh, the thing with Dune uh, is that he tried to go back on the intimacy his earlier movies had. Um, That's actually one of my problems with the movie. Is the fact that the movie wants to be close to the character. The way that we'll know is that Dennis is telling the movie... <laughs> I, I know it's not his name is not even Dennis. I know I'm mispronouncing the that. The S- knee, the S- But you know, <laughs> this is the lax cast. I repeat yeah. that. When 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 Western people, French people, learn that my name is Khamse and not Kamse, I will learn their fucking language. <laughs> and uh, anyways, your problem, yeah. Uh I mean. Uh, before I get to it, where you finish with your, like... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's trying to take some steps back. Again, I don't care for the story particularly, but I see the care he has put into the movie. He clearly loves the source material, and yeah. he really put a lot of effort into realizing what Frank Herbert was probably thinking back, back you know, 50 He actually went and ago. watched a bunch of Middle Eastern people and decided to say, yeah, well, let's let's make them act like Middle Eastern people. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, the that Anson, this movie is about Middle Eastern people, so he does have a lot of experience. Yeah. So he, again, uh, he's really smart. I think that's the biggest testament I can give to the director is that... Um, Many people, for example, call Christopher Nolan and modern Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I think Villeneuve is more of a Kubrick guy than well, uh, Nolan. Yeah, I, I don't like Nolan. <laughs> for those of you who will be long-time listeners, you will probably hear me bash two people more often than not. Jean-Luc Godard and Christopher Nolan. <laughs> and oddly enough, they're both the same. They're both assholes who think they're saying something when they're actually saying nothing <laughs> anyway the problem i had with dune that you mentioned it is an intimate movie you're supposed to feel close to the character and we'll get to the story in a minute 
it's basically the first half. It's basically half the of, first half of yeah, yeah 1984. Uh, the Harkonnens are in Arrakis, and then they leave based on the order of the emperor. Who do you think is going to be the emperor? We haven't seen him. Uh, I'm going to give you a theory later when we get to the sequence. No, so. the actor. No, uh, again, oh. I'm going to give you a theory. On that. Okay. Can it be Jeremy Irons? Like. <laughs> Here's me hoping. Here's me hoping. Dennis, put Jeremy as the emperor of the known Emperor is supposed to be England, right? <laughs> put a British guy. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, the thing is, um, this movie, like, you have to be very intimate with Paul. And we were talking about the story, but, you know, it's the first half. The Harkonnens leave, the Atreides comes, the Harkonnens come back, attack. Emperor helps them. They kill Leto, father of Paul. Uh, and Paul and his mother survive and go to meet the Fremen. And that's it. And that's it, yeah. Actually, uh, there is another parallel people bring, which is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yep. And I, I completely disagree with that. Because I think Fellowship of the Ring is a self-contained movie, even though it literally ends on a cliffhanger. This is not. This is not a self-contained movie. Yeah, this is more like... Um, the first episode of a TV show. Yeah, I really wish TV was a more viable format. I'm going to get back on this later. because, But this movie could not have been a TV show, if I'm honest with you. Like, um, uh, They wouldn't spend the money on it, definitely. We already have a miniseries on Dune. I think this spectacle wouldn't have been the same either. Like, This is one of those movies that I was like, I want to see this in the cinema. Yeah, but uh, again, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, but the problem I had with Dune. Sorry. No, it's okay. You, you're supposed to feel close to these characters. You're supposed to feel close to Paul and his mother. And those two are the, actually the only ones you're supposed to feel close to. Yeah, a lot of uh, his followers, like Jason Momoa's character. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, no, Duncan Josh Idaho. Roland. Yeah, Duncan and all those people. You're gonna uh, yeah. Gurney something. Gurney Halleck? Uh, Josh Brolin. I don't really care about names. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. The thing is, uh, I didn't. I didn't feel a shred of sympathy with these characters because even though it's an intimate story, the movie is still told like an epic movie. <laughs> Like, imagine it's told like Lawrence of Arabia, but instead of, like, events happening, you were always close with Lawrence and, like, what, what is Lawrence feeling now? What is, and it doesn't work like that. Uh, throughout the movie, I really didn't feel anything for Paul. So the moments I really liked were moments where events were happening, like when the political stuff was happening or, like, when the um, backstabbings were happening, which is, I think, where... I, I can't believe I'm saying this. David Lynch's version actually did it better in the sense that he didn't try to get close to Paul. Like, Kyle MacLachlan in that movie is just another character in this array of characters. He's an architect. Yeah, he's an architect. Yeah. Here, we're supposed to feel close to Paul, Timothy Chalamet, which actually does a great job. Um, but I don't. I don't feel anything for this character. Isn't this is more like a, a subjective point of view, but because I do, I I really like the cat. 
first of all, I like the cast of Dune 1984. If I haven't said that before, they're yeah. really, they're really good. Both movies have an ensemble cast of weird actors. Yeah, like especially this one. Like he has an old star in yeah. every sense of word. You have Javier Bardem is like in ten five minutes of the movie. I'm gonna get to that later. Um, so is Zendaya. Uh, yeah, that, you have sequel. those two. You have Timothy Chalamet. You have uh, Rebecca Ferguson, my cru- my huge crush. Um, <laughs> you have Jason Momoa. You have Oscar Josh Isaac, Brolin. You have Estella Skarsgård. Jason Momoa. All these people yeah, and Dave Bautista, which is uh, <laughs> you forgot he was in the movie, didn't you? You forgot I think he was everyone in... forgot he was in the movie. I think everyone forgot Estella Skarsgård was in the movie, and he's the fucking main villain. Uh, he's Baron Harkonnen. Uh, yeah, yeah. And David Dasmalchian. Yeah, he's the in movie. the movie too. Uh, he's in a lot of movies. Recently. Like, if everything goes as planned, he's going to appear next in our next episode too. Yep, he's going to. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But yeah, he's, he's in that movie too. But he's been in a lot of movies recently. It's good, good for, for him. him. Yeah, good yeah. for him. Why not? Um, it's not a bad. Uh, there are a lot of decent roles I've seen yeah. him in, uh, uh, albeit very small. Like I haven't seen David Deswantian doing a main role. But if he, you have he's a, sort of a character actor. He's sort of like Christopher Lee was in eighties and nineties. Like yeah, he really was there. He did, He gets the job done. Yeah, he gets the job done. Uh, he's very. He has a very short role too. Uh, Oscar Isaac is in this movie. He's doing okay i think not his best but yeah. not his worst either yeah i i yeah. think oscar isaac is a really good actor yeah, like he's, he's really good he's the only thing good about uh rise of skywalker that, he he and uh and uh, driver no no richard e grant <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> last the last minute villain that they decided yeah we need him Come on. Yeah, we did couldn't we do with Brandon, Fra- uh, Brandon Fraser somewhat. Dumb now, great. Not yeah. Brandon Fraser. No, not Brandon Fraser. Sorry, Dumb Brandon Gleeson's son. Dumb Hulk Gleeson. Yeah, Dumb Hulk Gleeson. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I I love the, just just a side note, I love the mentality that we need a villain. British guy, for a tall, thin <laughs> British guy. And it's either Jeremy Irons, when he was alive, Christopher Lee. Or Richard E. Grant. Or Richard E. Grant. And Richard E. Grant is in a lot of movies nowadays as the villain. He was in Logan. He was in... Which is good. I love the man. But he was in Loki too. Uh, I haven't watched the show yet. He's the old Loki. Hopefully, uh, I... This is actually the first one I'm gonna I say to add it to, but I hope we do an episode on Eternals too because I think that movie is really interesting. I will watch it. I haven't watched uh, the Oscar movie. Uh, what? The director won the Oscar for Nomadland. Oh, I haven't seen Nomadland yet. I'm, I, I, was, I wanted to say uh, Black Widow. I haven't still seen Black Widow. That's unnecessary. I, I need to I need to watch it. I get it. It's a completionist. Yeah, uh, I, I need to see what is. Ha- I I I don't look forward to it. In the same way, I don't look forward to what I need to watch. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, which again, nineteen eighty four. Oh my god! I can't believe that we have a nineteen eighty four Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, and there is no Dune mention in it. 
I mean, that movie's problem is bigger than some Dune reference, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> it right now. Anyways, uh, Oscar Isaac is a really good actor. I think here, which it's a problem. I don't know if you if you believe me or not. If you're in the same camp as me, of course you believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the dialogue was very inconsistent. The what? Dialogue. Um. Hmm. Like I didn't care for the jokes, the humor. Like it was a very light. Like the humor. The one that really sort of pulled me out of the movie bugged you. Uh, is uh, Oscar Isaac, Lito Atreides say. Smile, Gurney. I'm smiling. And it's like, why are you doing Marvel shit? Like, it wasn't that Marvel. Like, I don't know. It, it, it felt like in a movie where everybody's talking about like this big spiritual ideas, and they are suddenly like making one-liners and jokes. Thanks for the humiliation, old man. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't I think work. It, I actually disagree with that. In the context of things uh okay here's the thing with remakes in general and since this is the name of the podcast which i've mm, seen yeah. it before you have a certain set of mind when you're approaching a remake like okay um I, I agree. yeah this movie was epic so its remake needs to be epic too uh, it's not a you know it's not a detriment it's not like i uh, i'm like no that's wrong th- way of thinking or something but i think in the context of again how intimate the movie is trying to be more so than the lynch dune uh, it kind of works that's just my uh, yeah opinion. i understand my opinion is the opposite, opposite because i think the movie did try to be intimate like the way the story was told it, it needed to be intimate I don't think it worked. Mm. I I think they tried to make an epic movie still because it's an epic movie. Come on, it. I agree with that. The obviously. spectacle definitely comes first rather than the character. That's the pinnacle of epic movies. Like, yeah, look how beautiful we've made this shit instead of what the characters are doing. Yeah, they they just here to show you this beautiful shit, and I think they did that. The problem is here you needed. To, this is why I think I may like the sequels probably more than this one. That's that's what I'm. That's feeling. what I was gonna actually ask you. Like the story itself, in its nature, does get more intimate in the second part, especially the part where Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet are probably gonna bang each other in the future, and yeah. you know, uh, all the uh, desert people stuff is. <laughs> I'm going to continue calling it f- desert people instead of Fremen. I don't care. Yeah. Um, we can do it, by the way. Yes. We are, we desert are the desert people. <laughs> and those fuckers didn't even bring any Arabic actors in the movie that is literally <laughs> Arabian-based. Uh, do we even have Arabic actors? We do. Riz Ahmed. No, Riz Ahmed is, is Arabic. I he has Arabic name. I don't think he's Arabic. They, they, they are they definitely Probably, are yeah but the thing is um i think the sequels can mend this problem immensely again this would have been a good tv show rather than a trilogy yeah. or whatever because but the spectacle i think just couldn't let it happen 
yeah, the thing is that I'm with you. The sequels, I think, since more stuff is definitely going to happen in the sequels, it probably works better with the epic mindset. Yeah, there will be more intimate stuff between Chalamet and Zendaya. Definitely more than this <laughs> with the five lines they talk to each other. I have a theory. Show. He has filmed the second part. At least in the majority of it. Like, you cannot for the life of I cannot understand. So you put the contract in front of uh, Javier Bardem and Zendaya and say, so you want to play in Dune? Well, you're going to be in only five minutes of it. I don't think they'll accept it. I think they've definitely filmed at least a part of it. I I don't know if they filmed it. I'm pretty sure the contract definitely said, if we're making the next one, you're coming back. Like, it probably is a three-movie contract, but whether or not the movie are going to make... Because if, if they filmed it, why are they waiting till 2023? Two years is too that's much for cool, this movie. Yeah, that's a cool thing, too. Uh, Again, to bring it back to Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings was unique in a situation in which all of the movies were filmed at the same time. Yeah. Which made... They come out at a one-year intervals. And... For a movie like Dune, with a lot of different ideas, with a lot of different characters. I think it's some marketing, if I'm honest with you. Like, th- there was a lot of talk that this movie, quality-wise, is going to be a success. The thing that many people were bothered with were, uh, yeah, were, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a audio show, we need to talk about I I did the money thing. Yeah. <laughs> With my fingers. They, uh, they wanted money. The, they wanted assurance that this movie, the unadaptable story, Is would adaptable. work by um, yeah. a great director. Fanboyism. I, to be honest, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, he's, to be honest, when they told me Dune was going to be by Denny, uh, Dennis, I... Honestly, I I wasn't hyped. Well, I was, yeah, why not? To be honest, because, yeah. again, I don't care for the story, but I think whatever the man makes, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> real good. He, he's your Tim Burton, uh, because um, I have the same idea about Tim Burton. I don't like Dumbo. I will probably hate the next movie he's gonna make. But yeah, I'm the, gonna watch. Then it. again, I have many Tim Burtons. If he has the mindset. No, no, I know. For me, Tim. I I get what you mean. Yeah. Though of course, it's probably more Gilliam because Gilliam doesn't make as much movies like Dennis. But yeah, to be honest, I think he was a good choice for this movie. I think the way they went at it was misguided, for lack of a better word. Like, if you want to have an intimate movie, we need to spend more time with the characters. Like, I need to know more about Paul other than his mama is, uh, his mommy is... Really hot. Really hot and really weird. And Charlotte Rampling is, for some reason, putting his hand in the... Yeah, it's... uh, To be honest, they were more... This is not my quote. This is some some other review I read, and I love this quote, so I'm going to steal it. The movie felt more interested in showing the world that it has made than telling you the story. That's what is going on in that world. For a movie that is so obviously based on the very complex politics of 1960s, this movie is really simplistic in how it depicts them. Yeah, definitely. 
that I needed a bit. I know this is probably coming in the sequel where we meet the Emperor, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Either Jeremy Irons or like a reconstructed Christopher Lee. So <laughs> Those are some ideas that I yeah. had. Uh, if I were, uh, the question you asked who the Emperor could be, if I were to say so, usually uh, Villeneuve uses previous actors. So it is probably from one of his previous movies and not Jeremy Renner. Please not not Jeremy Renner. It's definitely not going to be Jeremy Renner. Um Benicio del Toro? No. I think it's uh the uh, who's the head in Sicario? Like the real he- no, head of FBI. I, I think that dude's going to be I mean, it, it probably won't be Jared Leto. Please don't it be Jared. Definitely, uh, I think the age difference is. <laughs> uh, and by the way, we are calling it Emperor, but it's not just Emperor. It's Shah. It's Shah Emperor, which again. Jesus, Mr. Herbert, yeah. stop it! Stop it! Bad dude, bad guy. <laughs> like, to quote, <laughs> Billy Eilish, bad guy. Uh, let me see. Like you have to slide way over. Uh, doing the character, doing the. I hate using my phone for this shit. It's Victor Garber. Could work. Oddly enough, and I know this is very unrelated to anything. Victor Garber was the original uh, Anthony in Broadway on Sweeney Todd. Really, I don't yeah. know that. Yeah, he was the original Anthony. I see you, <laughs> Joanna. Victor Garber could work, actually. But I don't know. I want someone more villainous. I, I want someone more, uh, to be honest, someone more exciting. So you know, you know what I mean? Jeremy Irons. Yeah, j- j- again, if, if you don't want Jeremy Irons, bring Richard E. Grant. I mean... Like, if you want to go that route, he's probably going to bring Harrison Ford in this way. He's going to be so fucking disinterested. Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Har- what? Har- I don't care for this sci-fi shit. I mean, to be honest, I want, you know, I, I want I want him to turn Tino it. You know what I mean? Being an actor that is so, like... For example, this would be a good idea. And Dennis, I know you're listening. Listen to this. Thank you for listening, yeah. by the way. Big <laughs> fan. 2001 A Space Odyssey. The guy. The hero of that movie. He's still alive. The actor. Is he? Yeah. yeah sure, he, he, was, he, he was in Hunters. He was playing, spoiler alert, for like five seconds. He was playing the Hitler in oh, Hunters. Okay. Okay. So he's still alive. Why not him? Like, that would be a... That would be great, not yeah. Yeah, like bring him, and he's old now. He's he looks like old, and let me uh, show it to you, you. You know, you said that. I think instead of Sam Skarsgård, if he was available, they should have brought in Jack Nicholson. Oh <laughs> so god! Nicholson doesn't play. No, he doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah, that would be a really good idea too. Uh and not uh, knock against Stellan Skarsgård. I think he did a really good job. It's just an idea. Skarsgård is doing a really over-the-top performance. But to be honest, I think it works for this character. He's like really uh, 
he reminds me of John Noble in Return of the King. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, Demethor. Yeah. The guy from like that. The guy who uh, father of Boromir, father of Sean Bean. The meme guy, if uh, half of the meme. What is that? Uh, okay, so uh, Lord of the Ring memes is a very strange community on Reddit. Why? Because they use bots. Bots that quote different characters. And one of the most uh, well-known of them is Denethor. <laughs> Why? What the fuck is wrong with people? Anyway, the actor is Ker Dulia. And he's no, we need to censor that name. No, it's not cute. It's care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still alive. He looks like this. He could work. Like, I know you can't see it, but Google him and you can see what we're seeing. No, no he... Yeah, he... Uh, again... Dennis, do, use him. Use care, Julia. I know you're a smart man. Yeah. Oh, if... Like, I'm thinking what other famous... Oh, my God. Okay, I got the best one. If you're not going to use Kerdulia, use Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> MacLachlan is too sympathetic. He can, <laughs> he can be really scary. Uh, I know, in Agents uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the villain in like first two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's like... He's a real piss off dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, so uh, to go back to Dennis's Dune... I do recommend this movie. I think this is the best adaptation. I've seen the miniseries. Muhammad hasn't seen the miniseries, I think. No, I The miniseries is... I mean, if you have, like, nothing else to see... Which is literally impossible. Yeah, go watch it. It's not very good. But uh, the thing is, it is the best adaptation of Dune we have so far and probably will have for a long time. It showed the unadaptable is adaptable. I just think the way they went at it was flop. Like, uh, again. It's not, uh, like, I've seen in a lot of places, they place it in, like, uh, Williams himself, top, te- top two, three movies. It's definitely not. It's not Lord of the Rings. It's not, I don't know, yeah. The Godfather. In, t- in terms of the sense that it's yeah, a perfect scale. start for a trilogy, which this is probably going to be. But it's very watchable, and I think it will age a lot better. Than yeah, yeah, it probably will age definitely a lot better. Like, the special effects are really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the Baron, uh, the Baron Harkonnen, uh, levitating isn't so cartoonish so cool like his robe is reaching to the ground yeah yeah the, the only problem i have and again this is very nitpicky is again stalin scars god for some reason the fat stuff that they put around his chin it doesn't look like fat i'm saying this as a fat person who have those things um it doesn't look like fat. It looks it looks leathery and I don't know. It, it felt weird. Maybe it it's weird. an artistic. Maybe or maybe it's like it's supposed to be like uh, tumor growth and not like fat flaps. Yeah. But you know because he's fat and I'm, I'm assuming. And I don't know what the fuck Batista was doing there. Who do you think will wear the metal thong in Dennis's? Death? 
<laughs> Let's see. We had Mick Jagger, which didn't happen. Then we had Sting. How about uh, Roger Watson? No, 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 no. It's uh, Harry Styles. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, uh, why not? To be honest, I really, don't, I think that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's the natural progression of Sting. Yeah, natural. Oh my God, Sting will probably like. Come on. I, uh, to be honest, yeah. I don't think the metal sign is gonna happen. So I think they even, should. I think they should. I don't. I think it's just too serious for itself. So. Uh, I think they should, but you know. Uh, Obviously, now that I watched it, I'm more hyped about the sequels. I think the fact that they stopped to see whether this movie will sell or not was a mistake. Commit to it. Like, commit to it like Jackson did. Because this movie was actually going to come last year, too. It was ready, apparently. Yeah. So, commit to it like Jackson did, like Peter Jackson did. And make it all three at once. Because the fact of the matter is there are a lot of small things in Dune. That I hate when movies do this, by the way. And this is why I say it's not like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the movies are continuing each other. But the later movies reference the earlier movies. Not the earlier movie reference the later movies. So it, I think that's a problem. Uh, which the proponent of it was MCU and our good friend Mr. Zack Snyder. With that oh, fucking Batman with Superman. Which he... Uh, planned the next five movies in the second think, movie. I mean, you haven't played it, but I think the height of it is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, uh, bit of a side alley, but I have to nitpick it while I can. Okay. The game is not a remake. It's a... Uh, how do I say this? It's doing the same exact thing, but they know they're doing the same exact thing. I, uh -huh. I don't know if there's a definition for it. Like, there are creatures called ghosts or something that know of the future which is the oh. previous game and they're trying to change the it's a clusterfuck <laughs> let's just yeah I, that's a problem with uh, a lot of this stuff where they sort of go back and you have the knowledge of it being the future and knowing what will happen so I think that, that's a problem uh, another problem I had with Dune is the fact that you know it's not a self-contained movie. Whoever said this is a self-contained movie was either joking or really, like, didn't understand. I, I think they were tr more trying to sell it as a self-contained yeah. movie. Than to be honest, when, when, when the credits start and said Dune, part one, I knew that. Ah, it's not self-contained. Self <laughs> but I think the fact that, let's imagine for a moment, if it didn't sell, then what? Uh, obviously. No, no more sequels. We have an unfinished movie. We have, for lack of a better word, another golden compass on our hand, which is a movie <coughs> that... Sorry. Have you seen it, right? Uh, yeah. It, it has a lot of... That's an ensemble cast. Like, the, the cast I mean, in that... They did turn the golden compass into a TV show, so... <laughs> they remade it. To... And to be honest, none of the cast of the remake is as exciting as the cast of the original Golden Compass. It Com has James McAvoy. But the original had Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman and Eva Green 
and Sam Elliott and Kathy Bates Don't and get me and I, I, like, I like the original cast. And Christopher Lee is in it for one scene. <laughs> sequel baiting much? Yeah, they definitely sequel baited. And this is the problem I had with Dune 2, like with the ending. Like, I know I'm glad you're gonna get a sequel. But if you hadn't, you just basically made a worthless movie. I agree with that. It like was the, a risky move. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's, it works. And they're making I, I hope so. I think it's one of those movies that five, six years from now, when all three are, three are out, you can have a better uh, time watching it, like doing a marathon. Mm. Uh, because, again, there are a lot of small things in this movie that I know is setting up the next movie. So I'm just, yeah. The, again, Batista is in it, for, and nobody remembers it. How do you remember that amazing? Per- how do you not remember that amazing performance of him yelling out? I mean, Batista has had good roles. Shockingly enough, in uh, later in twenty forty nine, which is yeah, movie, his role in that movie was really good, and Drax yeah. is also obviously amazing. Uh, and the, Spectre. <laughs> the invisibility joke is going to be one of the best jokes ever. It's John. That's a John Cena. No, no, no. In uh, uh, oh, Infinity the, the, War. Yeah, yeah. I'm you sorry. You cannot see me. <laughs> I am moving so slowly. I'm in. Yeah, I, I thought you meant. Uh, I can't see. I can't see him. Why did you? Why but did talking they... about John Cena, we're gonna go to the next. Episode. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's just say I I recommend. I'm sure you recommend the movie. Um. I do, but uh, not to say that uh, it's, again, not to say it's his best movie. We're going to see whether the whole package is going to be good or not. Yeah. Good or not. I, I hope this is not going to be another Star Wars. Uh, yeah, me too. But, yeah. again, he's a, a lot smarter than George Lucas. I think we can make I mean, him. Albums. Oh, that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. <laughs> that's a whole other tale. For yeah. another time. Uh, yep, yeah, watch it. Uh, if you're not in Iran, I definitely recommend going to the theaters. I kind of realized how pissed he was when uh, they announced the whole HBO yeah. Max thing. Uh, to be honest, I think that actually made more people watch it. I it's mean, it sold really well, too. Like, first week, it was like 200 million. Yeah, but considering the honest, pandemic isn't even over. This is a very so. slow movie. Two hours and... Uh, nearly three hours, I think. No, no, it's two and a half. Two and a half. And it's With a very credits. slow movie. I probably would have a lot uh, harder time bringing people in. The same thing that happened with, well, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner definitely failed because... I think if that movie had the same treatment, a lot of mo- a lot more people would have, would have watched because I know watching movies at home is not. Uh, I I know for Iranians that is our only option basically. Almost exclusively. Yeah, but for a lot of people, I know it's not as good as watching a movie on uh, on the silver screen. But in many cases, I think a lot of the movies I probably would watch first at home and then go and watch outside like yeah because this is a movie that i'm not gonna lie at the middle of it i needed to stop it and like decompose for uh, i i understand that i i well 
I, I think he was, to be honest, I think he's over... Yeah, like, yeah, they're ruining my artistic vision. Not that just bringing the day to closer. To be closer. fair, as much of a big fanboy as I am of him, he's a bit uh, of a... Uh, Drama queen? Yeah, especially yeah. with his Marvel comments. Like, dude, you just made a Marvel movie. If we were honest, you made a really good Marvel movie. Yeah. But it is basically the same recipe. Yeah. To me, I mean, if you want to be like that, and even in that case, Martin Scorsese said it better. <laughs> <laughs> Which could have been the tagline for Joker. Martin Scorsese <laughs> did, did it better. <laughs> Just a last jab at Joker for some reason. Who the fuck cares about Joker? Which is actually a good segue because our next episode is going to be about a DC movie. And... A lot it's, better than Joker. Yeah, probably. a lot better than Joker. And, you know, uh, uh, DC movie, John Cena. Can you guess what it is? Put your guests in the put your Obviously guests in it's a Black comment. Adam because it has The Rock in it. Has who? Black Adam has The Rock in it. You know, but they're both wrestlers. Oh. <laughs> this is too middle of a joke. Yeah. Like the... <laughs> For people to realize. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know you, you. You don't follow wrestling as closely as I did. I guess <laughs> I I used to for a long time, and then because that feud was one of the weirdest things I ever, you know, lived through. So like week after to week. Be, to be honest, I mostly did Undertaker. I my favorite guy was Undertaker. Uh, uh, I'm a CM Punk fan. So. Who CM Punk? I don't. I, I think it was after my. No, this is like, you know, summer of punk, and he almost quit WWE with the title. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, dude, you are in for a treat. <laughs> nice. To be honest, I remember Rick Flag. Does that mean something? <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the movie. I'm talking about the wrestler. No, I'm talking about the wrestler. Rick Flag. No. Yeah, Rick Flair. Yeah, I was the, the guy whose daughter is apparently now a big shot. Oh my god! I... Okay, we've spoiled it. Yeah, yeah. End of spo- the episode. <laughs> See you later. Uh, thanks for listening, watching for uh, this probably not on YouTube. I haven't decided yet. But yeah, thank you for uh, being with us on this possibly very long journey. I don't know how long it took. Um, but we'll see you next time. Goodbye.